Okay, so do you guys, uh, when you question yourself or there's something that you're doubting or something's off or wrong, do you like tackle it head on or do you completely uh, like run the other way? Because I can't be one or the other. Because all I can do is fucking think about I don't know, maybe where, where I'm fucking up or, or not even that, just like, where am I at? I'm checking in all, with myself all the time. How we feeling, buddy? How, how's it going? Are you sad today? And then, yeah, I'll be fucking sad, but I'm not like actively sad. I'm not like weeping in a dark corner, but I can be in the middle of having like a fucking beautiful moment or whatever and then I just kind of get struck by like what does anything mean sometimes and it's not even like a a way where I'm like feeling sorry for myself or whatever it's just sort of I can't help but constantly think about if I'm okay or not but I will do anything to avoid I don't know being like solution based about it I guess I don't know for the longest time I would always just sort of like get high about it I would do drugs about it or get drunk about it. But I don't like the way that feels. So for a little while now, I've been just having to confront it. And it's so fucking goddamn uncomfortable. And I I sometimes won't even, you know, talk to people or whatever for a while. I mean, outside of what I have to do for work or, you know, doing this show. But, and then I think I get like a like a comment or whatever like hey where you been hiding well i haven't been fucking hiding anywhere i'm just not talking to you i don't really understand how that relates to the valid the validity of my existence or something you know i'm still existing and doing things that i like to do and not hiding from anything but also sometimes I gotta figure out what the fuck is going on. What's wrong? So, and that's not even like, it might sound on the outset like very much like a me against the world type of situation, but it's not. I'm not against the world. It's me against me. You know, it's like me on like a fucking tandem bicycle. You know, and then me who's on the right riding shotgun, you know, I'm over here, you know, feeding uh like a charcuterie board to the me who's, uh, you know, steering the goddamn thing, you know, feeding French bread and uh, a multitude of cheeses. And we're laughing and and all that shit. And then me in the back, all of a sudden, like, we, we ride past a fucking tree and then I, like, peel a switch off of that fucking tree and then I stick the branch in the fucking spokes and then we all both go flying off. And we're covered. Okay, we're bruised, we're broken, we're bloodied. Covered in bread. Covered in all the cheeses. What do you know about monster, dog? Monster? You ever have a fucking smoked Gouda? I will fuck up a brie. You show me a brie? My eyes closed? I'll smell that shit and I'll fuck it up. You ever have a gonce me? Are you saying yeah? Because you're a fucking liar. I made that cheese up. 
It's not a cheese. Anyway, I, I'm saying this out loud. I think I had uh, somewhere I was going with it. I don't fucking know. Hey, let's talk about bathroom etiquette. Okay. So public restrooms, uh, I don't fuck with them. But that's because I just need room to, you know, let's get loud, let's get loud. I want to be loud in there, okay? I want to do a widespread, I want to go, ugh, you know, looking at, you know, after wipe my ass, all that stuff. I want to, I want to get loud, baby. <laughs> He's wiping his ass, baby. Uh, so, okay, the other day. I'm in a public restroom, and, uh, you know, I don't sit down. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a, a part of the royal family where I sit down and I wipe my ass. I am f- f- standing tall, okay? Pants down up my ankles, and I've got, like, a, a wide fucking gate going, okay? I almost look like I'm popping my ass out there, but I got a, a lot of cheek meat. Okay, and I might need another set of hands to get in there. Okay, so I'm I got a wide fucking stance going. Okay, I'm basically doing like a might as well be doing a split, <laughs> and I'm you know getting a good wipe in, and my foot, my left foot, creeps underneath the next stall and touches another guy's foot. I mean, you talk about your blood running cold. I mean, you could have you could have chilled some peach tea with uh, how cold my blood was. So I, you know, I immediately slam my feet back together, kind of wipe my ass. <laughs> uh, you know, I guess like uh, deadlift style. Chuck it in there, and I, 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 I wash my hands, not even with soap. I just put water on them, shake them, and I get the fuck out of there, okay? And hope this person doesn't recognize my shoes. If you could tuck your shoes in, I, I wish there was a way. I need to start wearing flares. I see that fucking bell bottoms are back. I knew I should have fucking got some fucking bell bottoms, dude. Or the or fucking a few weeks ago, okay? So. Jasmine will watch the show called The Chicago Fire. Whether it's good or not, it's up for debate. I'll still watch it with her, you know. We got a bunch of ha- handsome dudes um, fighting fires in in Chicago town. Okay, it's like ten seasons deep, and I'm all the way in. Mainly because there's this guy who's a, the police chief. Okay, and he sounds like this, like. We got. We need to send you motherfuckers down. There's a there's a fucking there's a five alarm fire at at Wrigley Field. The Chicago Cubs. They all they were set ablaze. Fucking Mr. Met. The the guy with the horn for no the Philly fanatic. They lit their asses up. We need to go get these motherfuckers. 
And so I was in the bathroom talking to myself. They say if you do this, your brain is healthy. So my brain is Jack LaLanne. Or uh, what's another, what's a more current reference? The Liver King. And uh, so I'm, you know, practicing my 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 chief Bowden, that's his name, that's the chief from Chicago Fire. I'm like, you motherfuckers better, you better get in the gear. The squadron, they, they need to pick their shit up. They need to, you know, I'm doing all that. And I'm in the stall, and I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm giving a dr- public dressing down to my firehouse, okay? Oh, he's fucking, you got wasted too much water last time. We got a, we got a budget and fucking. And then I look over to my right and I see the shadow of another man. Another person. It's not the man thing. It's, I see a, the lights are making the shadow go my way. So now he's got his ass is open. Okay. Poop is falling out of his butt. As is mine. Or was until this moment. Then I squeezed my whole butt. Some poop went back in. Okay. Like when you send um, one of those little canisters back at the bank. You know and it goes up that tube like. <gasps> and I once again I tucked tail and I got out of there. So what is. What's the right bathroom etiquette? Do we, do we act comfortable doing this? Do we act like strangers? Is it like the subway? You know. Do you give each other a little bit of space? Do we huddle up? Because I don't like it. I was at a, I was in San Diego one time at a convention center. And I was terrified to use the fucking the restroom. Because I drank the water as soon as I touched down. Was practically in Mexico. And immediately, immediately had that swamp butt. That swamp water. Straight Nutria. I'm serving up gumbo. And and I'm like quaking, you know, my face is clean. Like Richard Nixon style, like trying to hold in my shit. Because I know if I try to fart it out, immediately will fucking, my pants will be see-through. So there's like a, 30 fucking people waiting to shit and piss. So I'm in there and then, you know, there's maybe like a three stall, what three stall Monty? I don't know. And so everyone's hearing the sound of my my asshole, and it's just, and I'm just so fuck. I mean, it sounds like fucking Bismarck Key in there, or Rozelle. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, oh no. But by the end of it, you know, three days later, I'm over there on the phone talking to, you know, talking to my mom, talking to my son, like, hey, I'm taking a shit, or whatever. And everything was cool. I don't know. Um, Email the show. Let me know what what the right move is. Uh, HappyPizzaWonderTime at gmail.com Glory holes are pretty cool, though, huh? I always wonder like what the origin 
of that was. Obviously, it's someone wanting to get their dick sucked anonymously, but glory hole. It makes me think it like it ties back to had to have been done in a church first. You know, just flopping your dick through a fucking duct tape hole. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Is that Leonard Cohen? <laughs> Leonard Cohen just like getting a hot, hot beach. I wonder if they've like expanded like how good a glory hole can be. Does it have to be duct taped? Does it have to be a bathroom stall? What if you could do it straight from your home? You just flop your dick out like a mail, like through like a mail slot. Could you imagine a postman just gobbling you down with that weird sort of like safari hat thing that they wear? <laughs> anyway, I think we need to up the the glory hole, the GH technology. I think that'd be actually kind of cool if it was sort of like a, like a whack-a-mole situation. You know, where the person who's going to go suck all these dicks, it just kind of, you didn't know where the dick was going to pop up. Or you only get like a few seconds to on each knob, and then you got to move to the next one. That'd be a cool little competition. What do we got next here? Oh, fuck. Okay. So I talked about the Winter Olympics a little bit last week. There's this dude, you're going to like this, I love this, Russian, I think he was a skier, frozen, okay, okay, so it was a Finnish skier, um, and he suffered a frozen penis during the Beijing Olympics, okay? And his name is Remy Lindholm. Couldn't find the more Finnish name. And so he's like skiing for like a fucking hour or whatever. And then his his penis fucking froze. I mean, you can't fucking fucking put this dick in a sheath or something. Wrap a glove around it. Put some sort of a warming goo. Anyways, um, I guess it happened to him twice, <laughs> and uh, yeah, almost suffered frostbite. So imagine just an all fucking like the deepest purple you can get on a dick, and he's like, um, when the body parts started to warm up after the finish, the pain was unbearable. And uh, he was still placed 28th with the Polar Pop dick. And, um, I mean, about four minutes slower, 16 minutes he finished with, four minutes slower than the guy who actually won the gold. So that's what will happen. If you want to maybe even delay doing a bust, you want to add four minutes to your time, you know what I mean? Like dunk your penis in a fucking in an icy in a in a Slurpee. 
throw that dick in a snow cone. Anyways, so he tried like a, a bunch of stuff, I guess, to like thaw it out and it worked. And I love that too. I love the idea of him just very like talking to the whoever the person is at the at the finish line and like, oh, hey, what was your technique to thaw out your penis? And he's like, okay, well, f- frankly, I, um, you know, I put it in a bit of hot tea, chamomile, and um, uh, then I used hot chocolate and unt, um a little bit of hot caramel uh and frankly by the the end of the process my 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 uh, wainer uh had resembled a halloween candy anyways that guy fucking rules let's wrap this up here uh, oh okay i don't remember if i told this fucking story they all get mixed up because I, I only have like a few select things I ever fucking say to anybody. So when I was a lad, about 12 or 13, I lived with a prostitute. Okay. When I was a young boy, I lived with the hooker. Um, so, okay, the origins of this are... When my sister and I were uh, a couple young rap scallions, we were on the interwebs and we somehow made friends with this way older fucking dude because he would let us have parties at his house where we would get drunk. Predatory? Probably for sure. That's creepy now and, and looking back now. But at the time it's like, wow, what a cool guy. Oh, he has three computers with just tons of porn on him. This guy fucking rocks. And uh, so we knew him for a little while. And then he was um, banging this, you know, this fair wench who happened to, uh, how do I softly say this? Uh, threw that pussy out there for cash. And then his cousin was coming out of prison or fucking something, like a halfway house, I don't remember. Uh, and he was in town. He's like, oh, well, let me, I want to get my, my, my little cousin some gash. Hey, why don't you go ahead and, um, you know, bang this, uh, skis bag here. Borrow my skis bag. So he borrows the skis bag, bangs her at uh, my our house, okay? In the basement. Unfinished basement, pretty much, right? Which is a really cool move. But if you're coming straight out of prison, I mean, it's better than fucking like a towel with lotion in it. So he bangs, you know... Bangs this whore and um, and then goes back on his merry way, whatever. And then the older guy was like, hey, I don't really want to fuck you anymore or date you and you can't stay with me. So she stayed with us for a little while and was actually, you know what, a very polite 
the fucking lady of the night. Very, very nice to herself, whatever. And I'm like, you know what? You got it. So she lived with us for a few months, you know. I think paid some sort of partial rent or whatever. And then was like, okay, I'm going to go, you know, back to, to the alleyway from whence I came. <laughs> and, um, and then about a year passes or so, maybe a year or two. And then we see this news story where behind like a like a blackjack pizza or like a Domino's or maybe a Jim's Burger Haven um, where someone was found completely naked in the street with their hands cut off. And it was this, this prostitute that lived with us. Anyways, talked about it a little bit with my sister the other fucking day. Like, whatever happened to that? We're trying to figure out her last name. Like, oh, I forget what it was. Blah, blah, blah. Found a couple news articles on it. Still fucking unsolved. They might have linked it to a dude who was just like killing a bunch of people for maybe like 20 or 30 years. But anyway, the moral of the story here is maybe let a hooker live with you for a little while and don't let her go. And I think that's something that we could all live by. Um, something that values I want to instill. So remember, if you catch a hooker, don't let her go. Everybody, this is Roman signing off. Fucking good night and good luck. <laughs>